think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Birds are singing. The sun is out. Spring has sprung. Has your wardrobe followed suit? If not, you can get a refresh with Bombas, my favorite brand for socks, tees, and underwear that also has an amazing mission that we support wholeheartedly. Because for every incredible comfy item that I get from Bombas, they match with a donation to someone who is unhoused. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash hard things and use code hard things for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash hard things and use code hard things at checkout. And I continue to believe the best people are free. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Before we get into it, I just need to level set the listener of what is happening today. (laughs) Welcome back to We Can Do Hard Things, first of all. And second of all, I'm going to take the intro and the bios here because these friends are what I brought into my marriage. You did. You did bring them to me. (laughs) I did. And y'all are in for a treat. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to introduce you both because. You two are just outrageous. I'll begin with Ashlyn Harris. She is a two-time World Cup champion, two-time CONCACAF champion, and a three-time She Believes Cup champion. She believes. She currently plays for Gotham FC of the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, and leads the NWSL with the most saves of any goalkeeper, of any goalkeeper, folks. Wow. She's a champion of self-expression yes, and is. self-love. Ashlyn <laughs> is also known for her style and her extensive tattoo artwork. Allie Krieger is an Olympian, two-time World Cup champion, and a two-time She Believes Cup champion. She's a key part of the defense that held opponents scoreless for 539 consecutive minutes during the 2015 World that Cup. That is how long every game feels. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, Allie was named too. Yes, exactly. Recently, (laughs) Allie was named number seven most marketable athletes in the world and currently plays for the NWSL's Gotham FC. No way that there's six more marketable athletes in the world than Allie Craig. Yeah, Ash is one of them. Are you serious? (laughs) What number is Ashlyn? She's three. Are you serious? I got the boot. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, in 2019, Ashlyn and Allie married. And in February of 2021, they welcomed their new baby, Sloan. They're also parents to two puppies, Logan and Storm. My goodness, I love you both so much. Thank you for joining us today on We Can Do Hard Things Double Date. And we got to kind of just dive in because oh my gosh. Heal we're ready. Are you ready? We're so happy to be here. Honey, Thank take the first so question. Much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you for being here. We love you so much. We wanted to start by talking about your wedding. Yeah. Because that was just a (laughs) ridiculously magical, wild, beautiful day. Yes. That was the first time I really got to meet you all. Mm -hmm. 
Can you tell us what's the most memorable moment of your wedding day for each of you? It doesn't have to be the most because that's too stressful. I think what was so magical was being in one place for the first time Mm -hmm. with all of our people Mm -hmm. surrounded by so much love and to be able to like express it to your like chosen family, your family, like all your people who have helped you get to that point and it be such a celebration. Mm. It's probably the first time it ever happened. And it quite possibly could be the last time Mm. we have that opportunity. And it was such a moment of visibility for Mm. two queer women. We really wanted to capture that. We didn't want to be selfish. We wanted to like really show it to everyone. And I just feel like we we had a vision and we totally executed it. Mm -hmm. It was literally the most magical day of my life. Mm. I think for me, walking up those stairs, it's kind of similar to how you expressed it, but walking up the stairs, I was actually probably more nervous than playing in a World Cup final because of just the feeling and the emotion that Mm. I had and the chills of like, getting up to those last few steps where you start to see everyone. I know everyone was standing there looking at us and just, you see your favorite people in the world all in one place. And I think that specific moment for me and then making kind of the walk around, that was Mm -hmm. like truly amazing. And I can't really articulate that feeling that I felt in that moment. I didn't take my eyes off of her the (laughs) whole entire time. I know. I watched (laughs) you. I watched you and I had tears just I'm a crier at weddings to begin with, but like knowing you both and knowing all that the queer community has gone through over the last, you know, centuries to see not only you both getting married, but to be getting married in the, the most fashionable fucking way. <laughs> well, the costumes, you guys. The Your costumes. wedding costumes. Oh my God. Okay, so since you asked me, I'll tell you my top five memories from your wedding. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. So, do you remember when Sydney read the freaking reading? Their reading at the ceremony was Justice Kennedy's decision-making same-sex marriage law of the land. Mm. We were crying. Totally. You were crying. Actually, I was crying inside. I, can, mm. I don't cry on the outside because the Lexapro like stops my tears <laughs> right at the... <laughs> but I cry on the inside. Does anyone remember when Sydney forgot to... So Sydney was doing Sydney the, yes. the officiating and she was so amazing. And then she didn't let any of us sit down. <laughs> My poor grandparents. <laughs> we, I know. And I was looking around like, oh my God, I feel so bad for all. Like, and a lot of our friends were actually pregnant. She was and nervous I felt too. like she was, was very like, oh nervous. Yeah. She did a great job. I mean, she, she just forgot the one thing. Like let us you sit. all may sit. But now. it was appropriate. I yeah. was like, actually, damn it. We all should be standing. You're right. <laughs> in Allie's wedding. You're right. <laughs> if there's any wedding that deserves it, it's this one. And then do you remember when Kyle... Kyle's Ali's brother, brother. Yep. Did the freaking toast. Oh. Maybe I have it here. Um, okay. So he said, your love is a beacon of hope for so many gay young people who don't get to see happy endings reflected back to us. You are our happy ending. Yep. You are our gay happy ending. Jesus. What a moment. Yeah. He was amazing. I mean, he winged half of it probably. He just got on a roll and he's just so incredible and such a... I don't know, such a pillar for our relationship too. Um, in the way we kind of live our lifestyle and and he's just been there every step of the way. And so that was uh, an incredible moment for both of us just to see him up there. I mean, he was so nervous. He had people but he crying. was just we were he laughing. Had people and, laughing. Yeah. It was just he's that was the a great perfect. Moment. He's the absolute best. And you know what? Actually, before Glennon, um, Kyle was the first sober person I've ever met. And so when I was going through my early days of sobriety, he often came to my mind like, okay, if Kyle can do it, like I can do it, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I met Glennon and everything kind of changed, but at the, he's like such a beacon of hope to begin with. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't hurt to look at him. Yeah. He's so unattractive. Your family really struggles in that area. (laughs) Do you remember the best moment of my life? The best moment of my life. We were on an airplane. Oh yes. This is good. Someone walks up to us. He goes. I'll watch you in the goal 
or something to you? He was like, awesome at soccer. I watch you in the goal. Congratulations on your wedding. And then he walked away and I was like, I feel like he said some soccer things, but I don't understand. <laughs> and then I go, oh my God, that guy thinks we're Ashlyn, Ashlyn and Allie. And, Allie, yeah. <gasps> and then Sorry. she was like, should I tell him? I was like, no, yeah. we're going <laughs> to ride this out. She was like, ready to play the part. So then- Ashlyn, you gave a toast at the wedding and during the toast, you said so many beautiful things, but you, you actually, during the toast, talked about your friendship with Abby Yeah, and I didn't understand, I don't think the depth of all of your friendship. So t- until that toast. So tell us how you all became friends and what. Yeah. I can't wait meant. to hear your perspective. Oh my gosh. This is so good. <laughs> it's so interesting when I think back because I was so young and like, it was such a vulnerable time for me. And I don't know how we ended up like connecting, but Abby's um, ex-wife was one of my childhood friends. So that's how the connection was made. (sighs) So it was my first professional year in the league and I was making minimum contract and I just suffered a ton of injuries in college. So I was kind of just like finding my way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Abby and I like hit it off. We were brothers from the moment <laughs> we had our first conversation. <laughs> and it was such like a weird time in my life. I really believe people are like placed in certain moments for certain reasons. When I was in that moment, when I was like giving my speech, like she would let me come to terms with my sexuality because I wasn't comfortable at the time being like, I'm gay. It was, I have these weird feelings for friends and like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on and I'm super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And she just like loved me through the journey Mm -hmm. and was a good friend to me and showed me like how to live life because I came from nothing. Like I didn't experience very much outside my bubble and like my small world. And she just would take me on these freaking wild ass excursions. She would be like, hey, drive your car to 95. We're doing a cross country trip Mm -hmm. in an RV with seven people. Sure, I'll be there. I have no money, no problem. I got you. And it's just like, we did life together. Some of my greatest memories are with you mm. and like meeting Allie and like mm. coming to terms with my sexuality. I just remember sitting on your couch, folding your laundry, talking about <laughs> that sounds what familiar. Gay, yeah. <laughs> like what gay looked like for me. And it's, it's like a really important moment in my life mm. because she just like took care of me. And I was super young. I was super naive. I really don't think I had much to offer her at the time, but she just loved me unconditionally and like took me under her wing. And then our friendship, we were always by each other's side from then on out. We had each other's back, like still to this day. Mm. So good. I just remember that time, you know, you were young and I just remember seeing a kid who it's not that you needed any help because I knew you'd figure it out. You're very, very strong and you had the kind of a moral compass that I in many ways wished to have Mm -hmm. feel like you knew a little bit more right from wrong than I did. I had a little bit of a wild streak in me and you did too, but I think that you had an ability to pull in the reins way better than me. And um, I think that what you just said is it touches me so much. And the, the thing that you gave me was longevity. When a new kid who comes to a team is so open-minded and you weren't filled with ego. You were like, yes, like whatever it takes. And Mm. as an older veteran player, it made my career last longer because first of all, it made me feel like I was doing something good. And second of all, like your youthfulness made me feel like, oh, you know what? Like I still, this is something that I still want to keep doing because you made it so easy every day in the locker room. So, Allie, did you also have a a long journey with accepting your gayness or like, do you have a similar story to Ashlyn or was it different for you? I think it was different for me 
because when I went to college, I didn't know like two women could actually be together. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was a thing and that could be like normal. And so I was a bit confused. Um, and then I started to explore my sexuality in college towards the end of my four years. And then when I got to Germany, I, you know, dated a woman there and I had a really great relationship for a couple of years. And then when I met Ash, I was like, whoa, like this is a thing and this is like real <laughs> and this isn't just like a face, you know? Um, so I was pretty open and, um, yeah, open to any relationship mm-hmm. when I was overseas and throughout my college career. Mm-hmm. And then when I met Ash, obviously, and Abby was there <laughs> since day one, um, through that experience, I think I just knew it was like a different feeling for her, um, that mm-hmm. I had with anybody else. I remember even telling my brother that experience too, that once we met, I was like, wow, just something is different within me and in the way that I feel. Um, mm-hmm. and I think also what I value about our relationship the most is that we gave it a chance to build a really good foundation. So we were friends for the first mm-hmm. year, I think before we mm-hmm. really started to, um, kind of change that emotional connection into a physical connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of set us up for success Absolutely. through now. So when was um, the moment that you saw each other in that love way? Like, and is who there like, made the first move? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ashlyn is pointing to Allie right now and Allie doesn't seem to be I was like, I guess rejecting yeah, that idea. This girl is <laughs> calling me from Germany. Oh. She must be lonely. And I was like, we better be picking up um, because it's a lot of money. She, I had to pay Skype bill after Skype bill after <laughs> Skype bill. And I'm like, well, she better send money along with that like <laughs> mixtape. She was I sending mean, me boxes of mixtapes. We I'm like, still were like, you know, sending gifts to each other. Maybe it was just like me. care packages. Um, oh. It was so yeah, cute. I don't know. I think it was when, and you know, it was obviously before the World Cup. So 2010 was that year. And then obviously, you know, through the World Cup, it was, and I mean, Abby was there through this experience, but it was also like everything was new and we were, yeah. I don't know, just on a different platform. And a lot of things were changing for me personally and also just as a footballer. So I think I needed to just kind of navigate through a lot of different um, obstacles at the time and, and my feelings included. So mm-hmm. it wasn't as easy at the beginning, but, you know, eventually I knew that she was the one for me and then just blossomed from there. Blossomed, and such a good word for it. I just need to say that in, in that 2011 World Cup, a lot of people talk about that big goal we scored at the end of the game against Brazil that sent it into penalties and not enough people in my mind talk about how we actually won that game and <laughs> went forward with that game. And it was by the penalty of Allie Krieger. <laughs> I, if I remember you yelling at me on my way up to kick the ball, oh, um, because I started walking and I think everybody was so nervous and like, you know, the four players before me, I think it was Abby, Carly, Pino, Boxy. Boxy, I mean, just absolutely rocked their PK. There was like no question. I was like, oh God, I got to like, don't screw it up. Yeah. And I started kind of walking and Abby goes, don't walk, jog. <gasps> like, <laughs> like, and I just remembered, I was like, oh, and I kind of like snapped into it, not yeah. out of it. I snapped into it mm-hmm. and I really like focused from then on. And I was like, I can't screw this up. Like, I have, I can't, a, I I can't have F a, it up. I, I'm telling you, it is one of my biggest pet peeves, people walking to a penalty. <laughs> Because there's too much thought that goes on yeah. during a walk. Like when you're jogging, your body's in motion. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's get this done. You know what you're mm-hmm. doing. Put the ball in the spot. Mm-hmm. Put it in the goal. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm yeah, glad that I said wrong. that. I'm sorry for hurt your feelings in any way. No, no, no. You didn't hurt my feelings. You actually like <laughs> made me more. moment of her life. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> well, probably was it. it was. I was exaggerating a little bit. It was just, you know, come on, Krieg. No, so I pick it. it up. Yeah. That's us in a nutshell. <laughs> but I did want to mention, Abby, like you also knew how to get the best out of all of us younger players. I really appreciated that. Not only, I know Ashlyn has an amazing connection with you and and such a brilliant friendship story. And throughout the years, it's obviously grown um, so much, but I, I don't know if you realize, like you obviously knew what you could get out of people and you always knew how to get the best out of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really appreciated that. And I really value that about you. And 
obviously you're one of the greatest leaders we've ever had. And I have to say, like, I know, like we've kind of mentioned this story before, but I think it's a really important story to share with everyone is in your final game, your retirement game. Like I understood at the time you weren't in a great place and it was like a really difficult time for you. And you, I'll never forget, like plays in slow motion, like a movie in my Mm -hmm. mind. You came into the locker room and you're pissed because we lost, Mm -hmm. which you should be. And you took your captain band and you took it off in your shirt and you just threw it into the dirty laundry. Oh my God, Ash, in this story. And when no one was looking, I took out that captain band and I took off my jersey and I wrapped it and put it in my bag. And still to this day, I have your last captain band wrapped in my jersey that I wore because like mm-hmm. that is the impact you had on the people around you. And maybe you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And I just knew there was going to be a time where you wanted that back. And I like can't wait to deliver that to you when mm-hmm. I see you face to face because that's the effect you had on people that you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful and it was so moving that like, I need to give you back that last captain van. Like that's important to me for you to have it because that's the impact you had on the people around you. I'm not crying at all. <laughs> that is friendship is <laughs> seeing somebody have a moment where, you know, that's not them in this moment and they're going to want this moment back and mm-hmm. saving it for them. Yeah. I was, I was oh. struggling so much at that time and there was a lot going on in my, my personal life and that was my last game. So it was of course like super emotional and I was just so pissed to leave the game on a loss. I think I've, I've come to more better terms with it now, but it still irks me. I'm like, how the fuck, how the <laughs> mm-hmm. fuck could we win so many games? games. And championships, mm-hmm. and I lose my last one. Like, that's the way I'm going out? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashlyn. Um, and and Allie, like, what you just said meant means a lot to me. Especially mm-hmm. now, like, you know, five, six years out of my, my career, into my retirement. You know, my kids, they think that what I did was really cool, but, like, they're my kids. They don't think that highly of me. So it feels <laughs> my ego is filled up. Right now. <laughs> Thank you. Being vulnerable and authentic and having a, you know, a handful of struggles, like that's also what makes the experience so great and us to be human beings. And we're not always going to be perfect and we're not always going to be so strong all the time. And it's actually refreshing Mm -hmm. to know that even the best of us um, can also struggle and fight through it. And that's something that I think Ash and I really appreciated about you too. That's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. Mm. It, it just isn't like if we were to get really honest mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure <clears throat> both of you now in your club teams and having some time apart from the women's national team, like mm-hmm. being a professional athlete is a really intense way of life mm-hmm. and everything in many ways suffers, right? Like your body suffers, your mentality suffers, your emotions suffer, um, your relationships suffer, the relationship you have with yourself sometimes suffers. I'm like now just getting to a place in my life where I don't have to traumatize my body to feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. Like the self-esteem that I get from working out hard, I'm trying to like fix because I can't maintain that for the rest of my life. I'll be incapable of walking with knee problems and ankle problems as I get older because I'm just brutalizing my body day after day. And so I'm trying to figure this out. What did you guys honestly think when Abby told you that she was going to marry a previously straight 40-year-old Christian mother of three. I love this question. Were we at the Super Bowl when we first met? Yeah. 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 You remember that? Oh, yeah. so nice to me. It was so terrifying that night, but you were very kind to me. Well, I just remember how Abby spoke about you Mm -hmm. and like how happy she was and how she was like growing as a person and in this like, extremely loud, like she's still trying to talk to me about how her life is so incredible and amazing. It's like, like not even the place to be having these like very serious conversations (laughs) about like 
how life is changing and it's so great. (laughs) But honestly, like she was glowing and she was so happy and she like couldn't wait to talk to me about it. And it was like such a moment where I was like, she must be like really freaking awesome. And Mm -hmm. I met you and I could tell you were like, pretty like reserved around me and quiet as I like started meeting you more and more. I could really like feel your fun side. And I'm like, this chick is freaking awesome and perfect and Mm -hmm. challenges her. And it's balancing her in all the like most perfect ways. Mm -hmm. And like, I get why you guys work because you guys are such incredible people. You deserve to be happy. I love that. Like we all get a second chance in life. And the mm. fact that you guys found each other when you did, mm-hmm. like, I know you saved her life, mm-hmm. but like she chose to save her own mm-hmm. and do her own work and mm-hmm. her own steps. And you just like added and enhanced this richness that was mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just so happy that you guys both found so much happiness in each other. Like this is the best, like we're like family now. Mm-hmm. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. Like I have you in my phone and I can pick up like whenever Mm -hmm. and just call you guys and get the best advice or just like a hangout talk shit session. It's just like the same banter as when we first met and now Glennon that you're a part of it. It's like, it's a complete circle. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations and multiple systems, the more margin you have and the more of your hard-earned money you get to keep. But with higher expenses than ever on things like materials and distribution, everything just costs more. That's why smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. You'll reduce IT costs, you'll cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you'll improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, and expenses don't slow down, so why should you? By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hard things. Netsuite.com slash hard things. That's netsuite.com slash hard things. Who proposed? Like, how did you all do the proposal? Oh, yeah. How did this happen? I knew I wanted to marry her the moment I met her. No. I literally bought a ring. I bought a ring. (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling her clearly, if you don't marry me, I will drag you down that aisle myself. (laughs) I actually had the wedding ring for three years because I already knew. mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, Mm -hmm. what? What was like, what was your thought process in those three years? Were you like, I just knew that like question, even though I was ready and my time <laughs> like, was ready. Took you so long. <laughs> she was waiting on I, you, Allie. How did you yeah, know? Thank you, you, sister. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I saw that. No. Ring. I, yeah, I, get, I yeah. get it. I get it. I had the ring for three, three years because I knew this is what I wanted. And there was no doubt in my mind, but I also didn't want to be selfish. Like I needed her to be ready. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I wasn't ready. That's so beautiful though, that you knew that, that like you were able to like press pause on something Mm -hmm. that was really important to you because Mm -hmm. you knew long-term, if I put her in this corner, she's going to be gone. We would take like random trips, weekend trips, just to get away and um, get away from work and soccer and all the things. Staycations. Yeah, just to refresh and recharge. And, you know, it's only about an hour and a half from Orlando. So it was nice. It was just like a normal weekend. Like I didn't think anything of it. I was like, yes, we get to go. I don't know. Walk the beach and hang out and sit by the pool and, you know, have a cocktail or whatnot and go to dinner just by ourselves and be able to talk about anything and everything outside of soccer, which is always so nice. Mm -hmm. And it was just a random weekend. And we went down to the beach and we brought, you know, I think champagne. I was just thinking it was like a normal <laughs> evening. I'm like, and in there's my like full Tom Brown kit. Like, there's <laughs> no, nothing about this. I mean, yeah. I thought I, I was cute too. But there's nothing like, about this. It's just a regular evening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's like this rock 
these rocks, I don't know what mm-hmm. you would call it, but it's just kind of like a bank of like rocks going out into the ocean and people kind of stand on, take photos. And then it was just the way the light was hitting. The clouds were so beautiful. The sunlight was coming, setting through the clouds and there were just, it was unreal. And then there were sailboats out in the water. And I was just like, this is like, this is so beautiful. So I yeah. said, can you come over to the rocks and take a photo of me for oh, Instagram? No <laughs> Cause way. I need my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need my like, you know, perfect segue. Photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, but just by myself. Yeah. Um, just by I have myself. a cute outfit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take it. You can take it. I'm going to go stand over here. Your shadow. And then the camera. You're doing great, sweetie. You're in my shot. Your shadow's in my shot, honey. So, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, here, hold my camera and, you know, uh, take a few shots. Anyway, so then she goes, okay, well, now can I actually get into the photo? And I was like, well, yeah, you can come now. Come on, come on. So we sat there and I was just holding the phone up um, in selfie mode and before someone else had come and taken a photo, but she had her hand up, like in okay, between man. us, like holding the ring as she's no. clicking all the photos. I'm, click, I'm like, put your hand down. Like, what are you doing? You're ruining like the, you can't even see the sailboat. <laughs> your hands. Yeah. Like, like, I literally have it holding and like, and I'm like, I can't see the sailboat. The like sun. right in between us, there was like a sailboat and her hand is here. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then she like brings it around. I think I still have that photo. Yeah. I have like so many photos of her holding it and she brings it around the front and she was like, you know, said the whole thing, said the whole thing. And, um, you know, asked her to marry me. Yeah. Will you marry me? And I just, I didn't hesitate. No, you did not. I said, absolutely. I, on the other hand was like, girl, your hands, you, (laughs) you better not drop this ring in these rocks, in this water. That's all I kept thinking. About. I put it right on. I put it right on. Uh-huh. I was not going to mess this up. Yeah. My oh. hands had been tested my whole career. Yeah. I was not going to drop this ring. And I remember we called Sid like right away. Yeah. We called our, our Kino, family. Sid, yeah. Liz, our parents. Yeah. It was mm. great. <sighs> it was great. We'll send you guys the photos. Okay. Please. Yes. We would love that. How yeah. did you know after a few years of being married that you were ready to become parents? We had actually spoke about adopting the first moment we met about how we like what we talked about our hopes and our dreams and like all this mm-hmm. foundation was built like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And as soon as COVID hit and the Olympics were pushed back, like soccer just wasn't moving us like it did. We were you like know? another year. We're just I like, don't know. Uh, we should start planning for, it, you know, it's like Abby said, like it is it, you have to sacrifice yeah. it all. And at some point you come from a place of Holy smokes. I just sacrificed 20 years and now mm-hmm. I'm in my later thirties. And it's like, now what? And I just felt that we were so ready for this moment. And mm-hmm. we were like, why not? Like we've built this foundation. We have this stability. Let's not do things just for a paycheck. So like, this was our moment to kind of break free. And I think it was a really good time for us because Mm -hmm. we weren't happy within that bubble of traveling all the time, blah, blah, blah. So when COVID hit, we were like, oh my God, I love you so much. Like people were struggling during COVID. And I was like, we were thriving. We were were like, like this is what people usually do. Mm-hmm. Like they have time to hang out and go to the, you know, go for a walk at sunset or not have to like surround your entire day on working out and recovering and sleeping. And mm-hmm. I just could like shut off 25 years of just mm-hmm. dedicating my entire life to this craft. And Ali and I were like, let's do this. This is our time. And we matched in three weeks oh. because we all, yeah. But we also were like, this could be three years. We yeah, don't we know. know. Maybe, yeah. you know, we were still planning on wanting to go to the Olympics and be a part of that experience in the team. Um, at the time, because it was, we just got home from the she believes or a tournament mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> right before everything shut down. And we were like, well, we don't even know how long this is going to take. So let's just put our names in and see what happens. And, you know, we'll go from there. Well, then we get a call like three weeks later and we were like, we were like, do we want to do this? Yeah. You were like, wait, hold on. I was like, good thing I'm sitting down. Once we do this, like, this is it. Yes, it is. Our life, like, (laughs) we're not selfish anymore. It's not about us. Uh Yeah. 
And we, we were, were like, like, let's do this. Well, and I just want to give a little wow. context to the listener because I think that you all play in NWSL, which is a professional team, which is a little bit less traveling than it is on the women's national team. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about settling down more um, and maybe not playing on the national team as much, you're still playing uh, in the club system, mm-hmm. but you have a little bit mo- more of a quote unquote normal existence, a day to day schedule where you're not at the mercy of traveling for months and years uh, at a time to How train. How interesting though, to go from what Abby always calls and you're referring to as a very not even a negative way, but self-centered existence where you're constantly worried about your own body and your own, and you're your own planet. And then you become a mother of a infant, which is the most self-sacrificing existence on earth, right? You went from extremes. How did you do that? Yeah. What what was that transition like? It was, it's the hardest Mm -hmm. thing we've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, we didn't sleep. Uh, we actually hired a night nanny because we were like, listen, we, we are fit right now. We don't want to like have to do this all over in 12 weeks and we want to be there for the team. And we still felt like we could actually go to training and just figure it out. Mm -hmm. But we only took two weeks out of the 12 weeks, um, yeah, of maternity leave. And yeah, our night nanny would go 48 hours mm-hmm. on and then we would take the next day, 48 hours on, we would take the next day. So mm-hmm. we were like kind of flip-flopping, mm-hmm. but it was so hard. <laughs> As you know. Yeah. No, I you don't an, know. An, I was not when suckering. You, <laughs> like Allie, we had so shifts. We just we were like high-fiving in, in, the, yeah, in the hallway. In the middle of the night. At like, like 2 a.m. I would go to sleep at nine and Allie would be up till midnight. And then I would do the 2 a.m. to the 6 a.m. And then I would get do up. the morning. Yeah, she would do the morning. Mm-hmm. We'd get up and have to be at training by 7.45. No. In Orlando, mm-hmm. Florida, hundred and something degree. <laughs> I would just someday show she up and cry. Yeah, like, you you guys, to turn around I don't know home. what was going on. I didn't even know what planet I was on. I would just cry. And then I would be like, all right, I'm good to go. Yep. I'll go home and I'm going to be the best mom ever. Yep. Did you guys? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's wild. So, I know. It's so wild. So physically, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But emotionally also, because when you have a new baby, you just start hating each other. <laughs> 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 there's just nobody. I don't know anybody who honestly, I feel like if there's anyone, it's you guys. So I just want to know, yeah. did you hate each other during that time? Because even if you're emotionally intelligent and you love each other and you're good friends, when you're not sleeping, we revert to this animalistic version of ourselves. Oh my gosh. Did you fight? Do do you baby fight? What are your baby fights? I mean, I'll just add this too, is they both have the exact same job. So it's not like one person is going off to work and another person Mm -mm. staying home, but like you guys both are sharing the exact experience on the soccer mm-hmm. field. So like there was no reprieve. There was no like get so out. Of- did you fight a lot? No, I don't. Well, you were like, <gasps> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't like, yeah, we fought. Get your great. story straight real um, quick. Yeah. It, no, no, so. we don't. We didn't fight at all. I think just, <sighs> I'm just laughing because the very first night Ash was probably like, great. I need a buckle. Can I, because t- this, can this, I tell this you the first night? Wild. Because this is going to tell you a lot about our relationship. (laughs) And I think, Abby, you're going to really appreciate this story. And Glennon, so will you, because you're going to get it. So the first night, first off, they just hand you the baby and they're like, here you go. Put it in the car seat. Not that looks great. See ya. We took all these courses through adoption. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing with this child. It's just like... (laughs) A stranger has been put into my arms. <laughs> so we get home, we drive. So um, our child was born in Tampa. So we drove home. I'm driving so slow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just can't, like, didn't change lanes, how like careful I was driving. So we get home and like, we're doing our thing, right? We're good. Every two hours, this baby needs to eat, sleeps the whole time. So nighttime comes around and like, we're, you know, how competitive we, we are. So Allie and I are like the first week we're doing this. No night nannies. Like this is our time to latch. Like we're going to own this. We're like, this is our moment. The first night, 
Allie is like literally white knuckling the bassinet. <laughs> the child moves. Sloan's trying to get out of this like swaddle thing yeah. we have her in. The straight and God, yeah, yeah, it is literally, the baby is, and you can't have at the time like any blankets, anything in there. So all you hear is like the shh, 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 shh. It's like a tracksuit. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're running kind of like an old 80s tracksuit. <laughs> so every time Sloan's moving, Allie's like, oh my God. And she like gets up out of bed and she's like looking into the bassinet. And I'm yeah. like, okay, she's fine, honey. And then she has this like light button. They she have a nightlight in there. Pushing this light, frantically. She looks over to me and she's like, it's too cold in here. <laughs> okay. I go and I turn the air up, right? And then Sloan's still, you know, doing the jig in the crib. She gets back up and she's like, the vents. It's three or four o'clock in the morning at this point. The vents. It's too cold. It's too cold. Go close the vent. Girl, we have 12 foot ceiling. What? What am I supposed to do? Go in the garage and get, get the, the ladder. ladder. <laughs> now it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm trucking outside. I have the ladder. I'm c- trying not to make any noise. I'm going up the glass staircase with this- a garage is like detached, detached in the back of the house. <laughs> Go outside through the walkway. It's 4 a.m. now, right? I close the vents. I'm literally haven't slept. My mind's mush. I'm 12 (laughs) feet in the air, closing every vent in the house. We're baking, (laughs) literally baking. Sorry. So then Sloan's still moving. And finally, like my patience at this point, like I'm so patient with Ali. I love her to death. But at this point, I'm like, honey, enough. Enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At this rate, we will never sleep again. And she's like, I have to keep her alive. <laughs> that, that dramatic. That dramatic. I have to the next morning, alive. that's her exact words. The next morning, I called that night nurse and she was there by 3 p.m. the next that's day. Right. I'm that's like, right. this, we yeah, can't do we this. Can do it. That you, was the first and only match. night. That's yeah. probably our only fight. And then we there. learned that she liked to be swaddled up. Uh, so that's why she was this, moving. She was this like, one was like, no. she wanted those hands she wanted out. Up, oh. She had to be. Yeah. So, so this, that was our one and only fight. And it wasn't amazing. even a fight. My patients were very like, and then we were would just like breathe things. through the other, like, you know, frustrations. I'd be like, okay, why don't you just go take a nap? Or like, why don't you go? She's, she's so, she was so you know, good go. with me because I was on fumes. She was like crying mm. and like upset, not crying all the time, but you were just like, you were just so, so tired, tired. Mm. and she doesn't sleep as it is. She just struggles to sleep. That's just like how you are tossing and turning. That's always been a thing. So then I was like, oh gosh, bringing a baby into this, she's going to be, Oh, so, so I would have to take me. like extra shifts just because I'm like, you got to train, you got to be like good and you got to show up and do your job and do it well. So we need to like figure something else out. Pod squad, we know about you. You, like us, pamper your pups with clothes, fluffy beds, toys all the days, any little thing their goodest hearts desires. Why then would we settle for burnt, smelly pellets in their dog dishes? Maybe you don't. Maybe you go with the farmer's dog like I do for Seamus, and you reap the benefits of giving your dog real, fresh, healthy food. It looks like real food because it is real food. It's made with human-grade kitchens with the same gentle cooking you'd use if you were preparing meals for your family. It's even fun signing up. You answer questions about your dog, like what health issues they might have, how old they are, what breed and personality they have, and more. You're not only getting fresh pre-portioned food, you're getting fresh pre-portioned food for your specific dog. And your dog may just have a newfound respect for their human to get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at www.thefarmersdog.com slash hard things. Food made in human grade kitchens with the same gentle cooking you'd use if you were preparing meals for your family. Maybe more. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at www.thefarmersdog.com slash hard things. Oh my God. Everyone should have babies with people on their teams. 
Yeah. You you knew how to be teammates yeah. already. Yeah. This is something that married people don't know or understand. <laughs> Teamwork is how helps. to be on the same team well, and take care of yeah. each other. And as it comes to like fighting, how do you fight like in general? Like what are your fighting styles? Or communicate because it doesn't sound like you fight. Yeah. When your feelings are hurt with each other or you um mm. have to like have a conflict. Is one of you more afraid of conflict than the other? I think we're just so honest with each other. Mm. And I don't know if sports has helped mm. like diffuse honest, like she can be very honest with me. And I'm like, damn, that was harsh, but I'm so <laughs> used to it because that's my job. I want to surround myself by people who are going to like, tell me the truth and not what I want to hear so mm. I can get better. We are so good at saying that to each other. We just in a nice, in yeah, like in a, a nice way. We're just very like, respectful. This is bothering way. me. This is how it's making me feel. And like, boom, I understand. Like, I'm gonna have to be better and figure it out. And we mm-hmm. compromise. I feel like that's marriage in general. But know? I think communicating is like so like huge for us because if something's bothering me, I'll like tell her right away and not like let it build up and build up until the fifth time, you then it just explodes. I think that's been really helpful for our relationship just to kind of like, I'm pretty calm. Sometimes I'll snap here and there when I'm like a little annoyed at something that I didn't address sooner. And that's like on me. And I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry, but. That's um, the biggest thing is the little, talking about all the little things, because sometimes we're like, are we ridiculous? Because- (laughs) This lesbian relationship. All we do talks is talk about, about every little thing, but it actually is so helpful because when you ignore the little things, and they build up and build up and oh build up, and then you freak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and also just learning. I think your partner is so important because then you can help cater to their needs a bit more. Mm. Like I know for Allie, she's such a yes person that she gives, 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 gives. And like, she gets to a point where she's so fragile and tired, Uh, but that's when the cracks start to come out. mm -hmm. And I have to like step in and be like, honey, you can't do it all. You can't be here and there and flying all over the place and then be a mom and then mom guilt creeps Mm -hmm. in. Like she suffers a lot from Mm -hmm. mom guilt. So it's a lot of times just me taking care of her, like in a way where don't feel bad about saying no to people. Like we also have to own our own time. And I think that's the hardest thing she struggles with. So I try to like come in sometimes and be like, maybe we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to to say no. I try to balance it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess really just getting to know each other and knowing in this moment she might need me because I can say no and feel no like regret or no like kind of way. And Mm -hmm. she's like really sweet and nice and (laughs) she's always wanting to do good things for people, but then it leaves her kind of like tired (sighs) and not, yeah, and empty a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about it in therapy. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about with my therapist a lot. So we're trying to figure that out day to day. It's getting better. That's why um, they're so healthy. That's too. why you're so healthy. Are you, yeah. I'm like, for sure there's yeah, therapy going yeah. on here. So are you, <laughs> are you both in individual therapy and do you ever do marriage therapy? No, we haven't done marriage haven't therapy, done, which I would be open to it. It'd be really like fun to continue to build um, our relationship stronger and stronger, but individual for me. Yes. Cause I am dealing with a lot of trauma from, mm. you know, childhood and, um, like grieving mm. and, and mom guilt. So those What's were your my mom guilt topics. About? Yeah. I just, I want to be good at everything. So I want to be like the best soccer player I can be. I want to be the best activist I can be. I want to be the best mom I can be. And I know that each of those kind of take and the best sister and the best daughter and mm. all, and the best wife. And sorry, to, I didn't mean to put that last, but <laughs> you know, all the things you want to be like so good at and give equal amount of time to everything. But you know, when I don't feel like I'm doing that, um, it becomes really difficult. And I struggle with, I guess, just accepting that something's got to give and you're going to sacrifice a little bit of time here and there. But ultimately I've been feeling better about going to training and then giving myself some time before I come home because I don't want to come home and not have a smile on my face Mm -hmm. and not be happy. Mm -hmm. So I know like I have to make myself a priority too, or else, you know, Sloan's going to always just see me upset and Mm -hmm. unhappy in the house. And that is like the absolute last thing I want. So I have to make sure at times that, you know, 
I split the time and, and understand that giving her everything means also giving myself, um, more time and more grace. That's so beautiful. And one thing I'll just say to that is that was a complex that I had big time when I retired Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to be the best at everything that I do. And for me, that left me feeling really sad because what we were able to do as a soccer player in terms of just like the evaluation process, like it's all so relative, but like being on the best team in the world, like that's something that like mm-hmm. I'm really proud of. And that's something that like I identified as so much as like a national team player, but in all the other components of my life, I think it doesn't serve me because there is no way to be the quote unquote best parent in the world. But here I was trying my, like my hardest to be the best parent in as the world. As if there was going to be a medal ceremony. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Nobody was giving me any trophies. This was like very- <laughs> Nobody's going to give you this shit. This is a very weird yeah. situation to be involved in. But what I've learned over the time, Ali, and I don't know if this will help you in any way, but what I've learned over time that with parenting especially, it's not about how good or bad you are. It's about mm-hmm. how you show up. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, I've like let myself just by showing up be a success. That has been, I think, really a hard transition from what we do as soccer players to like, quote unquote, normal life, as I would say. Mm -hmm. You just have to give yourself a little bit of grace that there is no trophy. Yeah. There's no parenting trophy. There's no trophy. That's such a good point. I feel like I, you're right. Like, I think that, are we doing the best? Are we being the best of the best of the best? And like, at the (laughs) end of the day, though, like, Sloan's going to see how hard her Mm -hmm. moms work yes, Mm -hmm. and how much of this life that they've created and how they stand for things that most people are scared to stand Mm -hmm. for, get lend their voice to people who don't have a voice. Like we work around the clock and I want her to see how we're trying to change the narrative, Mm -hmm. how we're trying to make the world better for her. Mm-hmm. I want her to be proud of that. Like I saw my parents work yeah. two jobs. Like mm-hmm. I took something from them that like, I wanted to be better for my kids. And that's what I hope she can see one day mm-hmm. that like, yeah, mom works a lot, but she's working for all the right reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is mothering. Yes. There's this idea of, you know, don't change, don't prepare the world for the child, like prepare the child for the world. And that's actually kind of horseshit. Mothering is at home with your kid or, you know, you're creating, helping create the person they'll be, but it's also out in the world, helping Mm -hmm. create the world that they will inherit. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. So much of your mothering is done when you're not even in the room with Sloan. Mm -hmm. Right. With the 2024 games in Paris on the horizon. I've gotten nostalgic about my international career, and when I look back, there are a few things I would have done differently to make sure I made the most of my time abroad. And one of those things was to learn a non-English language more fully. A daunting task, yes, but a much easier one when you consider that Rosetta Stone can get you fast language acquisition through their intuitive research-based dynamic immersion approach. That's why they're the most trusted language learning program and have been for years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Whether it's Dutch, Arabic, or Chinese, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, We Can Do Hard Things listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash we can. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash we can today. What do you all talk about in terms of being a same gender family and a mixed race family? Like, how are you? approaching your particular type of family and how do you raise Sloan to 
be who she is in the world, even if it's not completely reflected in you too physically? Yeah, that's a great question. We have to first start with ourselves and educating ourselves more every single day just to be able to give her the tools to succeed. And we never want to tell her what to do or how to do things. We just want to teach her um, certain tools to help her navigate her own life. And so I think it, that definitely starts with us and educating ourselves continuously to be able to help guide her. And through these tough conversations that I'm sure we're going to be involved in. Um, and we've taken that diversity course as well, um, through the adoption process, which is a must. And I think we should do that every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it definitely starts with me and you. Yeah. She's going to know at an early age, we talk about this often that we're, we're different. <laughs> um, we are a normal family, but we have our differences. And so we're going to have to sit down with her and be open with her right, right from the, the get-go, mm-hmm. because I think with us, we value communication with our family, we value communication. And so I think with mm-hmm. her, that's going to be really important um, as soon as she can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting, right? Like well, we grew up in a time of what do you want to be when you grow up? Yes. And it's always like the police officer and the <sighs> firefighter and the professional baseball player, whatever the case is. And Ali come from work. We're, we're like parenting and wanting mm-hmm. to come from a place of like, I want Sloan to use the terms like kind. I want to be kind. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. be like compassionate. I want to be understanding. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're trying to raise good humans, just like good machines that are going to help us like follow the dreams that we fell short in. Like parents do that. They just like push their hopes and dreams on their children. And I don't want that for Sloan. Like I want her to be a kind human who knows how to navigate life because it's hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have those tools to hold on to when I was young. And I like want to be the parent who not snow plows everything, but hands her the the tools to navigate this journey. And then she can own her own decisions. Mm -hmm. But like, as long as she functions through the world and this sense of like clarity and being open-minded and coming from this family that looks beautifully different. I'm hopeful I'm going to raise a really good human that's going to do great things. Mm. And she's going to be centered in who she is, not what she is. It's it's this unbelievable thing we talk about all the time. It's like such proof that we are are so capitalistic in our Mm -hmm. brain. Like the only thing we look at these unbelievably divine human things and we're like, what occupation are you going to have in 35 years? Like they don't freaking know. (laughs) They just know that adults have no idea how to talk to kids. And that's the one question Mm -hmm. adults can think of. So they ask them what they're going to be when, and then they don't even, I was a teacher. So I know most of the time they're just making something up. They're just like, these adults want to hear a word. So firefighter. We used to talk all the time with our little ones. Who do you want to be when you grow up? And more importantly than that, who are you now? Mm -hmm. Not even like, this arrival thing, because that teaches them that one day they're going to grow up and become adults. Are you still waiting? Because right. I'm still waiting. Yeah. When right. am I going to wake up and be this other thing that I'm oh supposed to gosh, be? Oh my gosh. Because I You're keep just wrong. waking up and I'm just me. And it's terrifying. <laughs> Every day. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you all are going to retire from soccer, it's like you have this identity crisis because everything's based in the what. Mm-hmm. And the what is the least important. The soccer is the least like exciting thing about you too. Right. That's right. Like there's so, so it's true. who you are. And that is so beautiful. You guys, I love that Mm. so much. You all, you three are all so lucky. I just want to talk a little bit about traveling soccer family and what you are thinking about heading into a retirement from the good old game. Are you talking about that? Has anyone retired? What's going on with the soccer? Yes. Yes. We talk about about it often. (laughs) Gosh, we are just like barely crawling out there at this point. (laughs) I'm like, maybe I overshot, you know, my thoughts (laughs) of really keeping up. I know. Um, No, but we're actually so much happier uh, where we're at now Mm -hmm. with Gotham FC and just having this experience for a couple of years in, in New Jersey and New York and being so close to the city. Like it's actually really refreshing for us um, to kind of get out of, of our small, comfortable 
life mm-hmm. in Orlando mm-hmm. and it's just a get out and explore and kind of just be challenged again, because that's when you grow the most when you're put in these uncomfortable situations. And so I feel like we're really excited about this opportunity. Um, but yes, our, our bodies are like, wow. Um, <laughs> you need to take a moment. Yeah. And <laughs> she's at the front door. Um, yeah. So I think we're more, I think we're more players than trainers. So like, you know, we don't train as much as we used to. And, um, but we're like, you know, gamers and can yeah. show up and, mm-hmm. and I mean, be good. We literally play this game because we love to compete. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I love to compete. I am a different animal human. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, oh but gosh. it's like, it's therapy it. for me. It really is. I'm out. I mean, Abby, you know, I'm out there. I'm like doing all that. It's just, it's so therapeutic to be able to go and just compete because the way I operate in life is a lot of times too much for, for the people around me. Uh, so it really is therapeutic and it like how I, I can get it out mm-hmm. and then I can come home and be nice and calm and mom and gentle and soft. And then I can be really aggressive and harsh in my Mm-hmm. my professional career. So maybe I should be in like WWE yeah, or something. Like, what's going to be know. next? Is actually, that what it's still called? I could see that for sure. Right? A, and then um, B, what you just did was actually cleared something up for me that I've been considering. Like, why did I play so long? And because for a long time, it wasn't about the soccer because I couldn't mm-mm. stand it at the end. Mm-mm, mm-mm, it was about mm-mm. the competitiveness mm-hmm. and the need to win, the need to be in this like no holds barred environment. So that's like really helpful. And I also just want to say this, whenever you do decide to hang up the cleats, there's a transition period. That's, that's super different. (laughs) I'm not going to say hard because I don't want to put any experience onto what Mm -hmm. yours might be, but there's a transition period that you will go through that I will be here for. And I want that to be known by both of you. Um, nobody, told me that when I retired, I didn't have somebody to be like, am I going wildly nuts here? Or like, is this normal? And Mm -hmm. we will be here for you. And I just think that what you're doing with your own lives and the decision you made to, to bring Sloan and and make a family for yourself Mm -hmm. is one of the most brave and beautiful things that I admire the most of you both um, to do it while you're still playing and to Mm -hmm. create this ridiculous gorgeous family you guys are so good looking it's ridiculous yeah it's annoying (laughs) so annoying but remember that time that they thought that we were them yeah just to circle back (laughs) you guys are are so perfectly beautiful i know what are you talking about this is so nice to hear from you both we can do hard things remember yes but we admire if i've learned anything from glennon (laughs) is we can do hard things we can (laughs) together Together. We admire you both. We love you both. And we just appreciate everything you do for the community, for us um, as individuals and and a family. We just look up to to both of you and just appreciate everything you do. So I want to make sure we say that and we value you so much. So we love you. Please come back. Bring the baby to us. We are coming. Listen, we are coming. We're going to do around the couch. It's going to be called around the couch. (laughs) Yes. We're going to be folding Abby's um, long underwear. Yes. I probably won't. Like we did. I probably won't. At least it's really yeah. strong and brave. Glenn and I will probably be doing, I don't know, something else. Yeah. Okay. And Watching. if during this, you know, transition time that you're talking about, if you need to like spend a lot of time, you know, reaching into your psyche or whatever, I can babysit during yes. this time. Okay. okay. We will hold you to that. Thank yes. You. Thank we you. can't wait to come visit. Mm-hmm. All right. We love you both so we much. Thank you. you for this hour. We loved every minute. Thank you for who you are in the world. We will be in your corner forever. That's right. Thank forever. you. And to the rest of you, well, it'll never get better than that. So I hope you enjoyed this last hour and <laughs> we will see you back here next time when we can do hard things. Bye. I give you Tish Melton and Brandy Carlisle. I walked through fire, I came out the other side. I chased desire, I made sure I got what's mine. 
is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, don't worry about it. It's fine.